on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Diablo Season 28, 28, good lord, is live, and open beta for Diablo 4 is on the way. We have AIE WoW Raid Group updates. Mount up in SOTOR! And we hear there's ice cream? <laughs> the Federation is boldly going towards Tier 5. And we have working class nerd himself, Marcus, here to talk about Destiny 2. All that and more, coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 399. That's not right. 399? <laughs> yup. Holy crud. All right. A podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Octa S gaming community. The Die Has Been Podcast. And from all of us, we want to apologize for the show two weeks ago. We had technical difficulty aggro and had to cancel after hitting our head against the wall for at least 20 minutes. And it was Super Bowl Sunday and nobody was paying attention anyway. That's okay. But we are back. Um, oh, and this is McCullough. Uh To my left is Ted Semi. I'm here. I, I no longer have technical difficulties because I now have all my virtual cables set to 48,000 output as opposed to some of them set to 44,100, which will cause trouble. As we found out this afternoon when we pre-tested everything. Yeah. Yeah. We pre-tested it and it was doing it again. I'm like. It's static. It's static. Yes, but we fixed it all, so we're good. We're five by five. And, and it didn't even need a spreadsheet for it. Nope. All right, into our right and a few states over is MewCow. Greetings, Guardians. Awesome. <laughs> and we're joined by our very special guest, Marcus, who is here to talk to us about AIE and Destiny 2. Welcome, my friend. Hello. How are you guys? Good. I was one. I was one away from being here for four hundred. I know. Had we not had the technical difficulties, it actually would have been you. But can we just say that technical difficulties are the most frustrating thing on the planet? Yeah. I don't care. You could hit your hand with a hammer, and that is less frustrating to me than audio not working. And you're a carpenter, so you've got the phone. <laughs> yeah, but you've done it to yourself. When you hit your yeah. hand, you did it to yourself. You know why that happened. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Or when, or when something automatically switches one of the cables. Like, right. This, it's supposed to be on double A, but it's A, B now, and you have no idea where to click that. Yeah, frustrating. Yeah. So no, no. And I, I was going through screenshots because I have screenshots of all my settings. Yes. Everything matched. The only thing I could find after like an hour of research was you've got some input or output that's not set the same as everything else. And yeah, I went device by device, but oh, there it is. Son of a. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I don't, I'm not that bothered by technical difficulties, mostly because I just say, Tat. And no. usually when I show up, it goes away without having to it do goes anything, away. Yeah, these, which frustrates absolutely. her. Though I was having issues, we were doing interviews at work all last week, and I was having issues on like half the days. But that's but we got that figured out. All right, well, um, we're gonna dig into all the fun stuff in a few, but I want to know what everyone's been doing. And Marcus, it's been the long since we've talked to you. So besides hitting your hand with a hammer, what have you been up to, my friend? So, just gaming a lot. Um, 
a couple a year ago or so. Yeah, a year ago, uh, Duris quietly handed me over the reins to the clan in Destiny 2. Yeah. So as we say to the new officers, congratulations. Yep. Um, so that has been, it's really hard to be able to invest your time into multiple games. Yes. The people that can do that, I give them the I, most yeah. credit ever. And But we've had a lot of fun. The clan has grown immensely. We have an official clan night that's been going probably 10 months now on Tuesday nights. Um, it just seems to be the only night that works for everybody, but it's grown. We're getting huge expansion Tuesday. We're going to talk about that more. Um, but I did play Star Wars Legion. It's a tabletop war kind of simulator game. I would say it's like Warhammer 40k. Like Warhammer, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, it's it was really cool to be able to like control an ATST and like Darth Maul is on the other side. And one of Darth Mo- Darth Maul's moves, he is super weak until he takes five damage. As soon as he uh, get, takes five damage, he like goes to crazy town and he just starts annihilating, every- oh, annihilating everything on the field. Right. But it's a really cool thing. And I didn't realize it. Those tabletop games, you have to paint the figure. So you buy... Right these packages of figures, but then you have to paint them before you can use them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a point of pride to make sure it's, it's, it, that it looks good. Right. So Which it was a lot of Darth Maul. Was it Uh Phantom Menace, Darth Maul. Ah, okay. Interesting. And uh, like the rebels, Darth Maul. Yeah. yeah Darth Maul's great character. With the metal legs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Clone Wars. Yeah. Yep. Believe it or not. My favorite Darth Maul oh. is the one from solo. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. In the end, when he just looks like he's older and his face is like chiseled, yep. he's just standing in front of that hollow projector. I kind of wish we got a solo too, just so that we could have oh, gone that. into that. They're yeah. working on it. It's there's rumors yeah. they're working on it. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But either other than that, just gaming. Happy awesome. to be here. I'm really happy to see all three of you. Good to see you. Yay. All right, so besides uh, wrestling uh, preschoolers uh, so they can get ready for bed out of the bath, what have you been up to, my friend? And that's me, uh, not Cam. Yeah, not that. Yeah. I was say, it would have to be. So, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, just the usual stuff. Um, we did, uh, so we did go to uh, Brickfest uh, was in town. So that was interesting. It wasn't the big one. Like, they have the, the big ones where they have, like, with the, the giant ball contraption. Right. which is kind of cool it's like uh it's basically a a series of of hopper modules that are slowly moving balls all the way around the the giant area which is like you know i think it's like a, a city block at this point as, oh, as wow. big as it is um and every year they you know they come up with new versions of the hoppers well that you know that that's the version that wasn't here unfortunately that would have been cool to see but you know it was it was kind of neat just to see all the brick stuff and then you know, yesterday we went to our our favorite um, bricks and minifig store and had a better time because we got to just the the neat thing about bricks and minifigs is it's not an official Lego store; it's just a Lego reseller. Yeah, yeah, we have one here. And they they just have these giant boxes, uh, you know, several tables wide of just random Lego pieces, and I, you can just basically just go through there and dig through, and they gave you give you a bag and say whatever you can fit into this bag is X amount of money. So you grab your bag and you just go to town. Nice. And 
they had a 50% off sale this weekend. So, you know, we were digging around trying to get some interesting stuff. Very cool. Yep. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, it's been hot and cold and hot and cold <laughs> and hot and cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Outside. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we had a had the ice storm and then it was in the the 80s it actually got up to 90s in, in Austin which was crazy oh, oh that's that's yeah. nuts yeah it's just obscene um and then then it dropped down to 30s uh 2 days ago and now it's uh 85 outside so <laughs> it's very confused here yeah um, absolutely um, so, and as a result, uh, pollen is horrible. So yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure it's, anyway. I'm sure the trees are like, trees. pollen, oh, our bad, pollen, yeah. oh, pollen. our yeah. bad. Uh-huh. Pollen, yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing about the trees here. We have both kinds of trees. We right. have trees that say, oh, it's warm, time to pollinate. And then we have trees that say, oh, it's cold, time to pollinate. So it's pollen, 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 <laughs> pollen, pollen. And it's just... <laughs> So yeah, everyone pretty much has been been miserable in Austin area because uh, of all yeah. the all the trees. We we Austin has a significant amount of trees here and lots right. of cedar. Yeah. Um, when I when I used to go into the office when that was a thing, um, the office was surrounded by a sea of cedar. So every year about this time, you could sit on top of the parking garage and you would just see these orange clouds moving yeah. from place to place, and it's just like oh, I can just feel my sinuses clogging up. But <laughs> yeah. Um, game-wise, let's see, uh, Final Fantasy's on, on a bit of, uh, maintenance, um, just, yep. you know, peeking into the island when I remember, um, luckily my animals haven't abandoned me yet, um, but, uh, <laughs> well, they the won't. funny thing is, is, yeah, they won't, but, you know, it's, it's, the funny thing is, is, um, it, it, if you have plenty of food, but your stores, like your, auto, like the little, um, robot stores fill up, they'll stop feeding them for some reason. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's interesting. But, uh, yeah, and then um, in WoW, um, I, I am doing a bit of heroic raiding, um, and we've uh, managed to get four of eight down on the new, the current raid in heroic. So, yeah, it's been... Good yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle, because um, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty hard stuff this time around. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised the mythic took as long as it did because, yeah, it's it's pretty. St- it's it's fun though, and the you know my time ra- rating in Final Fantasy XIV made WoW a lot easier. Actually, it's kind of like oh, like I learned all this stuff. Like it's ingrained in my head now. Oh yeah, right. just dodge that. You go here, do that. No big deal. Um, and then uh, been playing a bit of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh, how is it? How is it? it? Is, it's a lot of fun. It's it's um, if you've ever wanted to play Borderlands, if you ever wanted to play D anD D with Borderlands characters, that's literally what this is. Wow! Um, awesome. It even like starts out and it's Tiny Tina with dice, and she's got a big old board with all her figurines, and she's like, "Oh, it's a boss battle! Hold on one second. And she pulls out this big old figurine. Boom! <laughs> it's and it's you know it's it's you know Tiny Tina. If you if you've ever played the Borderlands game, she's she's kind of a, a little crazy, but kind of fun at the same time. Uh, voiced by a very a very good voice actress. I can't remember her name though. It always disappears. Um, but uh, but yeah, she's real real talented at that. And uh, oh, and the the bad guy is um, I can't remember his name, but he's the he's Batman, the Lego Batman, um, or Job from Arrested Development. Ashley Birch. Yeah, Ashley Birch. That's the one. I can never how do you that know name. that? Like, how do you how do you have it on the tip of your tongue like that? Google. Um, oh, Google. Google. <laughs> I have multiple monitors for just this reason. I was going to say, I know my husband. He looked it up. Yes. But I also knew, I knew who it was. I just couldn't. Yeah, you just had to get the name. It's right right. it's, it's right there. It's like, it's, yeah, but, 
but yeah, the, the great voice actor, um, uh, Wanda Sykes is another of the oh, voices. Awesome. Um, she's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the thing. And they just let her go. Um, she's, um, she plays a, a bloodthirsty robot, um, that's playing D and D and she's loot obsessed as well. So it's either stab I, a thing okay. or get loot. No, no, I have with- played with that player. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Will Arnett so is the villain. Will Arnett. Yes, Will Arnett. He's the big bad. So you've got this cast of characters sitting around you playing essentially D&D. But, you know, when, it, when you are imagining you're playing essentially the Borderlands version of it. So, Very you cool. know, um, you know, it's instead of crossbows, it looks like a crossbow, but it's essentially a gun. Um, but you do have you get to cast magic missile and then you so every once in a while you'll hear I cast magic. Mi-. Yeah, yeah, I cast magic missile. Your character says as they zap something. It's just kind of funny. So it's like if you're if you're really into D and think you would get a kick out of this version of Borderlands. Yeah, it yeah. is so fun, and it's got the full stat sheets and you know set this and oh what was it there there's um there's you can set your character up as the the buffoon essentially and it's like oh you big stupid child here you have you you have tons of of strength but you have essentially no, no it, intellect <laughs> so funny yeah. Um, and then there was one that's like um, uh, cursed by the DMs, like, oh, oops, you weren't supposed to get this character. It's got way too good of stats. Here, let me hit, give you a hit the decks. So it's got like negative decks, but everything else is super high. So <laughs> just weird little jokes like that. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's a fun little game. Um, and it's I think it's on sale right now. Cool. Not mistaken. I think it's like 50 percent off. Um, uh, but yeah, the, uh, that's been uh, most of my gaming. Awesome. So, Ted, what about you? What have you been up to? What I have been up to is, well, gaming with you in our Call of Cthulhu <laughs> game now. Uh, so I'll let you go into the, the whole detail when it comes to that. But uh, my character did survive, barely. He did. The, the, uh, <laughs> the first adventure, he did. He was not the, the you know virgin sacrifice as the DM joke. <laughs> Um, or as the storyteller joked, uh, yeah, he decided to take an alien technology and go, I'm smart enough to figure this out and realized the end was pointing the wrong direction and zapped himself for exactly how many hit points he had and dropped to the floor. Thank, so yeah, thank, goodness, uh, thank goodness. One of our, one of the other characters is a medical student. Yeah. Um, so had a lot of fun playing that. Uh, I have hit all four. Renowned caps in Dragonflight. Um, so I've got all the stories. I've squeezed all the story I can out of that. Um, got all the otter mounts uh, from the the Tuscar. Um, been uh, having a lot of fun now. Essentially, the only progression that I have because I'm way over geared for what even LFR drops as far as gear is concerned. Um, so the only, the only upgrades I have are, um, crafted gear. So I've got to go look and see, you know, who can make what and get some crafted pieces. Um, I made myself a 405 necklace with three sockets and a 405 ring. So I've got those maxed out for now. Um, so just waiting for the next story beat really on that. And same thing with Final Fantasy fourteen. I for- completely forgot they added a delivery quest Mew for um fourteen for with the with the most recent patch. So I had to go back to the Feylands and do the Tree Man um mm-hmm. deliveries, but that took like three weeks, I think, total, and you're done with it. So 
and all my professions are max, so there's no point in doing it unless you want the currency to buy something that they have. But I had most of the well, stuff, so. Well, you can turn yourself into a partial uh, leaf man or yes. ride a leaf man. Yep, I have the leaf man mount now, and it's. Yeah. Um. It it literally it looks like one of those Pac Man ghosts but with the leaves and it's green yep. and when you move along the ground, no, it just goes, <laughs> it's the weirdest yeah. thing. Um, and then in ESO, I've completed two of the three Cadwell silver quests, which is go back and start at the beginning, pick a faction and go through that faction storyline to the end. And then you go back, pick another faction, do that. So I've done that for Aldari dominion and uh, whoever the starting is for Bretons, um, I forget the the faction, but I've got the third it's one. Been to too do. long. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm working on that, uh, having fun. I've got almost all my professions maxed on that one, and then just because Max and Corley were talking about it so much, I went back and picked up No Man's Sky and to see if I could get further. No Nomansky, and with a lot of the improvements to the to the user interface to pretty much everything, I've actually managed to get two bases built, found the second ship, done some trading, got the faster than light or the warp drive set up, um, doing a lot of exploring now. I think I just unlocked solar panels on the the base so I can power the base without the fuel running out. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun in, in Nomansky. It, it took some getting used to. And once I got over that, you know, Oh crap, I'm running out of stuff. The solution, like if your suit's starting to run out of stuff and just needs to recharge, go underground. Doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to run all the way back to your base or all the way back to your ship. Just dig a tunnel, go underground problem solved so right. <laughs> yeah but that's that's mainly what i have been up to what have you been up to in dice land uh lots of dice okay so as ted alluded to our call cthulhu campaign we finished the second chapter of a time to harvest Ooh, successfully ooh. um reminder our keeper once killed three-fourths of the party in the last chat in the last scene of a, t of a of a module so you know we have a history because this game is not easy um so yeah we um Basically, and our cat has joined the chat. Uh, basically, uh, Mistatonic University has almost been destroyed by what we now know are the Migos uh, that had taken over some of the students, one of the professors. Um, we, Night of Homecoming, basically, there was mass chaos. Um, a lot of the students are being affected by probably something that was put in the punch. Um, as a distraction, we tried, we knew that they were planning on burning down the library and also getting an element from one of the, uh, professors. We could only get to one place, which was the library, because please, for God's sake, save the precious books. <laughs> um, we were able to defeat the, um, Migos there. Um, but as Pat alluded to, he shot himself with a, uh, some alien technology. Our favorite handyman was almost knocked out. We proceeded literally be throwing people off, you know, 
ledges to get them away. I did not steal the Necronomicon, which is what they were after. Um, literally, the Necronomicon was right there. It was floating. It was right there. I'm like, I want to steal this because I'm the occultic student, but I didn't. I was very good because I knew there'd be more trouble than any than worth it had we had I done what I wanted to. Uh, but we did. We did succeed. We all two of us ended up in the hospital. Then we became suspects in a murder investigation. Um, for the like half of the school was killed. Why are we investigating us? Yeah. Um, which of course you get the plot device. Uh, but we did get saved by a lawyer who then said, Hey, this very, very powerful man who's dealt with these things before wants to have a talk with you. Oh, by so the way, now, he knows about your expedition. Exactly. Where the so other now, party was killed. Yep. yep. So now we um, have a mysterious rich benefactor and we're going to find out exactly what we're doing next session. So that happened there. Um, but my big news is, I guess what I did today, guys. Uh, something. No. You went out for ice cream. I wish. Was it bacon day? It was oh, not bacon, bacon day. day. Not nice. um, wait, wait, I know wait, what wait. it was, what so I won't spoil day? it. <laughs> bacon day happens twice a year because I don't eat. I do not eat red meat uh, due to health reasons, but I do like bacon. So bacon happens twice a year. It happens only at one particular restaurant called Matt's Big Breakfast, which is famous. They have the most beautiful thick cut bacon you've ever had. They import it from Iowa. Um, so my theory is if I'm going to eat bacon, it's going to be the best bacon in the world. It happens the Sunday of Phoenix Comic-Con and it happens usually the day before the day of, or the day after our Yule party. Wow. So sometimes it it happens right before, uh, Phoenix Comic-Con. Yeah. 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 So it happens right before Comic-Con. So yeah. So like Mia was here for one bacon day and you know, I've witnessed it. it. Got to enjoy the beauty of the bacon, but no, um, in Star Wars. I don't know how many parsecs we did in people, but we did the Kessel Run today. Oh, it took so did four that. hours. Oh. It was... I have never been... I, okay, I have been more stressed during a game, but I was really stressed. Um, <laughs> Which is funny, because aren't you like maxed out as a pilot? Like, you're I the am best maxed pilot out. Possible? I have six agility. I have six in piloting. Um, I have lots of, st- lots of tricks. Um, I was able to use lots of those tricks to take care of, like, you know, what was following us. Um, but it's still the Kessel Run. It doesn't matter how good of a pilot you are. It's hard. Yeah. It's real hard. Um, yeah, it, it was rough. But like in different parts of the mall, different parts, you know, of the nebula, all the stuff started popping out, including because my keeper is also, or my DM is also my keeper. Um, like a Lovecraftian monster popped out, and then we our ship got attacked by these void creatures. Um, so it was, it was really stressful. Um, an Imperial Corvette popped up in the middle. Luckily, the creature attacked the Imperial Corvette, but I don't know what's going to happen if that thing catches up with us. But we did, we did, we did get out. Um, literally, they were keeping the ship together with bubble gum and um, a goo gun. Um, it, it was rough, but we did it. Um. However, this is also the same game where RNG hates me. It hates me. It hates me. Because depending on how, because a lot of our characters are force sensitive. So depending on how you've used the, if you've used the force that session, if it's important or not, what have you, um, you have to roll at the end of the game. 
Um, whoever rolls the highest on a D100 gets double points either way. And then you roll a D10. So the base is always like if, you, if you've done a lot of really great things, your base is one. You want to roll above a one. And if you roll above a one, you get light side points. If you're the doubler, you get double the light side points. If you've done bad things or use the force in a bad way, your target number is higher. So you could like your target number could be nine. And let, so if you roll under a nine, you get dark side points. We had a session where we saved hundreds of people. We kept a ship from crashing into Coruscant. <laughs> I got zero. I got one point. One point. One. <laughs> And my character usually rolls badly on these things because I'm close to the dark side, even though my character always says good things. Right? So, last session, we saved a ship full of slaves. We, you know, we we went to Kessel, which is why we're now doing the Kessel run. Right. Got people out of a mine, like destroyed part of the Pike's spice operation. We rolled at the end. Um, I am now zero, a, a net zero for saving hundreds of people, including these <laughs> slaves and messing with the Pike's drug operation because I rolled a one. I got no. Yeah, I rolled one again. So I, in this case, I got and the and the um target was two. So I got <laughs> negative one point. So I am at net zero <laughs> for doing great things. Um, so I was very happy. Gray Jedi. That's what I hear. Uh, Gray Jedi. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. You know how I feel about those. They don't yeah. and I'm sure that's why Mike's doing it to me, because I hate mm-hmm. Grey Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh but yes, um also not a Jedi. But yeah, so <laughs> I was really excited though that we actually succeeded in the Castle Run because RNG in that particular game hates me with a passion. So that's McCullough's RNG rant, but I made the Kessel run, so it doesn't nothing matter. <laughs> All right. So now that I've gone into a, a, a six-minute rant about um, RNG and Roll20 in uh, in the Star Wars RPG, um, we're going to dig into uh, Destiny 2 shortly, but evidently haven't heard ourselves talking up enough, so we're going to get into this week's news. A.I.E. News. One second, I had to admonish somebody for making a short joke. Okay, we have community news. First off is our mandatory fun night, where the fun is mandatory, but attendance is not. Be aware, we have a change of schedule with STO. All right, in Sunday, WoW Classic, 2 p.m. Eastern. Monday, Guild Wars 2, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, SOTOR, 9 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, hey, Destiny 2, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Thursday, STO, 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Friday, ESO, 9 p.m. Eastern. Friday, Final Fantasy 14, Magical Mystery, Miscellaneous Tour, excuse me, 9 (laughs) p.m. Eastern. I got my my brain. Um, Saturday, Lotrar, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, Maps Night and Final Fantasy 14, 9.30 Eastern. And of course, we wrap up the... You're a mandatory fun night week in Saturday, New Braid in WoW at 11 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. 
And in Streaming Guild podcast news, I just want to point out, we'll have a list in the show notes of all the AIE member podcasts here. But since we do have one Marcus on from Working Class Nerds, Marcus, what have you been up to on Working Class Nerds lately? Oh, my God. Uh, Really, the show has become, you know, really like, having multiple guests on talking about if whether they're content creators um just gamers themselves devs whoever and i'm trying to think the last episode which is not out we just did a big lightfall uh preview which hopefully nick is editing it right now the show is not safe for work you're hearing it from me i i i try i say before every single show this is going to be the show where I don't swear. And everybody says, Marcus, if you don't swear, we'll pay. Yeah, exactly. We'll, um, That's our we'll do a giveaway on your stream. They say it all the time. Cause they know I can't. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. I I'm the can't same way. Um, this uh, we're right now. Currently um, we're slated to go to PAX East at <gasps> actually a month from now. Um, we did for the first time, we got approved for media passes. Nice. We're, um, so we're going and we're going to do the full media thing, which is great. We've actually been booking appointments and hopefully this is going to be the turning point where we get some more devs on to talk more gaming. That'd nice. be amazing. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. So you're going to be hanging with Corley and Max as well, huh? Yeah, hopefully we're going to do a meetup on the Friday night. So if you're in the Boston area, whether you're going to PAX East or not, just pay attention to the AIE Discord. Um, because I really like I really like the Boston area. Huh. <laughs> it's it's awesome, but it's been really weird because yesterday was the first time we've gotten snow all winter. It's been oh, wow, like forty and fifty degrees all winter. Wow. Yeah. I think some days it probably gets colder in Austin than it's gotten here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not right. That no. Yeah. Nope. 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 That's awesome though. That's, that's, that's huge. And can I just one more shout out to a yeah, podcast? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Please. Dr. Gameology's podcast, right. the gaming persona. He's one of my closest friends, but uh, everybody please give that show a listen. Trust me, the topics that they talk about and the, how they get in depth into some of this, like the psychology of gaming, I don't understand that side of the world. So when he does it, it just blows my mind some of the things that happen and why it happens. He's a scarily smart guy. We've had him yeah. on the show. And I love how he combines his profession with his passion. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. All righty. So. With that, we'll go into Nomad's news. First, we have New World. It continues to be a little quiet for AIE, but the dev team for the game is working hard to bring on the strong foundation, build on the strong foundation they started with. Uh, They've published a 2023 dev roadmap that includes season story updates, because everyone does seasons now. Um, And uh, apparently there's an expansion for the fall, uh, which is targeted to include mounts. Everybody loves mounts. And there's a lot of Um, mounts in in, in this week's news. Yep. Uh, which uh, is it's definitely a long-awaited feature. That's actually one of the reasons why I um, Genshin Impact is a game I like to play, but there's also a competitor called Tower of Fantasy, which is more MMO-style, but it has mounts. Mm. means you can get to places faster instead of running everywhere. So, yeah, mounts are the way to go. Um, keep an eye out. Uh, maybe we can get some AIE excursions later this year when all this stuff comes out. 
And then over in Diablo 3 news, uh, the new season 28, Rites of Sanctuary, is live. Uh, the season features the Altar of Rites that grants account-wide perks for your seasonal characters, such as reducing all level requirements for gear to level 1, ooh, uh, double bounty cash rewards, etc. And from what I hear, they're essentially borrowing from Diablo 4 and throwing that in Diablo 3 to kind of give you a little bit of taste with that, with this season, kind of like wetting the appetite, getting you ready. Mm-hmm. Um then over in Diablo 4, uh, the open beta starts in a few weeks, um, if you have it pre-ordered. Uh, March 17th to 19th for pre-orders, and the following weekend, the 24th to 26th for everybody, if you want to give it a try. Uh, we have a link in the show notes, if you're curious. Can, Can I give you a cheat code? I'm going to give sure. you guys a cheat code. If you want to get in the open beta, usually there's um, Amazon will sell you the copy of Diablo. And they'll send you the beta key via email, and then you just cancel the the pre order, but you still get the beta key. Oh, hey, cheats, cheats, and hacks. That's what we used to do for Call of Duty. The two betas, the they aren't going to wipe the first beta. So if you're in the pre order beta, that's going to copy over to the second beta your progress, so you can continue from there because they want two different levels of like all the people that got into the, the pre-order beta can now progress and do the rest of the content. All the people that are getting into the open beta can do the first content. So, mm-hmm. yep. I'm sure there'll be lots of carries, mm-hmm. uh, but it uh, looks like a lot of, of nomads will be uh, dabbling. Uh, be sure to check out the nomads channel. Uh, if there's something you'd like to get going, uh, put the call out and you can see who is interested the recent adventures included a few people surviving in rust, a new Nomansky ex- expedition, mm-hmm. and, and a start in Kerbal early access. Um, yes, this is on for the horizon. Kerbal two. Kerbal two, yeah, I saw that. Um, on the horizon is Coreborn Alpha, uh, which was, was that one you were talking about, Tets? Coreborn. Yeah, that's the one from behind the games podcast that. Um, mm. Max and Sima were talking about there's a closed beta that you'll be able to stream if you get in coming up uh, in March as well. And of course, Wild Hearts um, just came out and there's also a possible Sons of the Forest hosted server. I've seen that popping up a few places Ooh. too. All right. And then wow news. Uh, congrats to Kitty Agro uh, for their ahead of the curve achievement for downing the final uh, Razageth in Vaults of the Incarnate on Heroic. Awesome nice job. Work, folks. Woohoo! And uh, New Brain has now defeated two bosses on Normal. Uh, thanks for everyone for joining the Saturday Night Guild event and a big shout out to the floor tank herself and the uh, one that walks off cliffs, Denkinia, for leading it. <laughs> and in WoW Classic, uh, Classic continues to roll along with Old Or Up and tournament grounds being built. Dailies for TOC are around, and things are cooking. No word on the next phase yet, but what happens, AIE will be ready. Um, Aaliyah's Wrath, uh, Stale Puff Marshmallow, continues progression through Alduar with Thorm hard mode down, and they're so close to Hodir hard mode last week, hoping for success this week on Hodir. They've killed 12 of 14 and started progression on Yogg last week. They progressed periodically run knacks on Wednesday nights to fill in slots and gear to help with that progression. In SWOTOR news, BioWare awarded a special mount to anyone that logged into the test server and ran a PvP match. Uh, Stask and Machete marshaled, or we said cat herded, a group of guildies to get that done. 
everyone's mounts should appear in the mail when 7.2.1 launches. If anyone who wants to continue their PvP journey, talk to either of them about their Wednesday night PvP shenanigans. Also, make sure to ha- never have pistachio ice cream in your guild kitchen. <laughs> it no, is the grossest thing notes. ever. You know, do not miss the first show notes. I, I believe it says to have pistachio ice cream in the guild kitchen because it is Marcus's favorite. Oh, pistachio. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it, Nick says it perfectly. We ask everybody that comes on the show what's their favorite ice cream. And we've had two people tell us pistachio, and we just said, "Look, it. It's okay to be a psychopath because that <laughs> is just not okay. Like, it's, it's, that's a flavor that doesn't work. Maybe if you add it to yes. like another flavor, but as the flavor, no, yes. no, thank no. You, thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> All right, and in ESO news, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool things the guild has been doing. They have been working on clearing the trials that don't have mechanics that force them to have a full 12 people. They've currently got three that they can routinely complete. Upcoming for the guild, Tale of Tributes Tournament 2 has concluded. There are plans for Tales of Tournament 3 to take place in mid-June with a prize pool of over 7 million gold. Too bad that doesn't convert into real money. Accurate. If only. Uh, And in game news, the next chapter of the game, which is called Necrom was announced. It brings in two new regions, new companions, and a new class called the Arcanist. Pre-orders on the chapter are available now. That's gonna, that's looking really good. The Arcanist is... Uh, let's just say it goes right hand-in-hand hand with Diablo 4. And then become a summoner and a uh, scholar later on, or is it just... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're, more, they're more like a necromancer, honestly. So bad Anarchist. About it. Anarchist, like I kept calling Arcanist for a long time. Anarchist. I can see how you would do that. That's easy yeah. to, to miss to see incorrectly. Yep. Speaking of anarchists and arcanists and summoners and scholars, Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> is still doing map nights on Saturdays and weekly events that change every week at nine PM on Fridays, hosted by Sasha. Um so if you are still not, if you're not quite on maintenance mode like I am and want to get some fun stuff going on, jump in. Yeah. Map nights are still very lucrative. Um, you will get all kinds of money. Just by doing it, you get money. But then you get items that you can sell. And, yeah, it's just highly recommended. And awesome. I don't oh. think they've finally hit the – they haven't got the third um, – because there are three bosses on the new map roulette. And one of them, I think, is Silver. I'm trying to remember. There's one boss they haven't got down yet. Uh Brandon, uh, OMF, Roe, and uh, Megan were discussing it on their podcast. And uh, yeah, there's there's like three different bosses that you can defeat, and one of them they haven't got down yet. So, Oops. all right, STO news: the Federation fleet has made a big steps towards the, their towards and the final project tier five for renewable energy for the colony. It has five days left. Once it completes, they'll be able to work on the overall colony's final Tier 5 upgrade. Also, something to note is that once they the re- Renewable Energy Project completes, they'll have access to the best tactical console in the game for tank builds. Nice. The KDF, that's awesome. The KDF fleet is also making big strides as well, with just over three days, and the final project for the development branch of the Dilithium mine will be completed. This will unlock the maximum discounts for fleet project marks, which will then in turn help with other projects. Uh, they all have one more big project to complete at the lithium mine, and the holding will then be completely done. 
the uh, KDF fleet is actually not that far from the tier three star base as well. They've been busy. Holy crud. Yep. Um, they also have an influx of new KDF captains with the recruit event going on in STO. Which, if you're wanting to create a Klingon recruit, you have until March 9th. So just about a week. Yep, two weeks. Yeah, about so. Uh, you only have to create the captain and get maybe five, five to ten minutes into the tutorial to get the encrypted Klingon receiver device. Uh, once you have the device, you can you have as much time to complete the goals and the device asked you to do. So you could be a diehard and do all the weekend, do it all on a weekend or or more, like Raybog, and still be working on it over a year later. Uh, fun nights are now on Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Come join the crazy antics. They run missions, TFOs, and sometimes Grubog comes up with a silly thing to have fun with. Uh, by the way, Fleet Action Report 138 will be this Monday. Uh, this will be a bit of a different episode as the host will discuss various things that brought them to SDO, to why they continue playing all these years later, and so much more. All right. And yeah, it's it's interesting. I know from a, a game mechanic, you're talking the, the holy trinity of tank healer DPS, mm-hmm. but trying to think of a starship as a tank. Yeah, yeah. And no, then, I, I, I totally see it. I totally no, see it. no, I get it now, but I just, it took me back for a moment. I'm like, why would you have a tank in Starfleet? And then I'm like, oh, you know, it's more like a battleship. Yeah, compared like, to a, like, like compared the, to the aircraft like, carrier, the, compared to the destroyer, yeah, okay, you got, I got it. Ti- you got the you got the Titan that comes in with its overpowered shields and extra armor on the on the hull, and you know it's it takes all the big fire because it's going to be hitting the hardest, and then that lets all your healer ships you know stay behind it, and you got all your right. DPS pew pewing from afar. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, awesome. Well, in Guild Wars Two, Dungeons and More on the second Friday, MFN is weekly. And in Lotro news, update 35 is still on the PTS. That means they're getting closer to the new update going live. Spring Festival starts March 9th and runs through March 27th. Time to dust off the map of the maze and get ready for some fence walking. Awesome. All right. And after all of that news, hey, Marcus, what's going on in Destiny 2? Not too much. It's just been one crazy. It's it's just been one crazy year. And there's a giant expansion coming on Tuesday. But. It's, wow. uh, you know, I never thought that a first person shooter, and I know they're going to say it's a le- a looter shooter. I call it an MMO, whatever would be as good as this game is. Um, it's fast paced. It's action, action packed. So last year in February, we got the witch queen expansion, which Savathun has been spoken about in her. She was playing her tricks for 10 years throughout the game and nobody ever really knew who she was. And then it kind of culminated and you thought that she was the big bad, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. And we were all tricked. And just to come to find out that there, she actually deceived the big bad and his name is the witness. Mm-hmm. And he controls this giant pyramid fleet. And we've uh. been, going through and fighting his minions and watching this story build through the seasons this year. Cause as Tet said, all the games are doing seasons now. Um, I think destiny might've been one of the first to do this seasonal content, but they release four seasons a year 
and basically it's just a new grind like anything else or as as mu antech call it it's just new chores right right yep you log in you do your mm -hmm. chores and you get out but it sounds to me yes it sounds to me like it might be a pyramid scheme no don't ever dad jokes are welcome here <laughs> I say, I mean, the, the non-dad here made the dad joke yes <laughs> we have a database it's for the dad jokes that's why okay, we have it throw that in there yes <laughs> um so the the way destiny does their seasonal content is so for the first like 10 weeks of the season of the not like the three month span there's every week you get a new mission and a piece of story. So it keeps you logging in every week. So, it, you know, because like when the expansion comes out, I'm going to be live all day long playing the whole thing, trying to finish the campaign in one day. Hmm. But that's to get ready for a raid that right. happens 10 days later. But at the same time, that's what I like about the weekly stories for the season, because it gives you that, that extra piece of, interesting and it builds to something greater um i personally like that model because it keeps you logging and keeps you doing stuff and every season you the um your gear score goes up 10 points so it just gives you a new new chores Ch do your yep. chores you get better gear and you move on that's a little bit of the difference between destiny and like uh wow or swotor where if you do a harder harder uh, harder raid you get better gear. This is just, there's a max gear score. And as long as you grind, you'll make it to it. Mm -hmm. And then you earn, um, seasonal level, uh, ranks one at a time. Every time you hit a, a tier, you level up there and that is endless, but it's, it's, it's hard to get way up there unless you play a ton. Right, right. Um, so with that, we got, we, we killed the witch queen and she, there was these, clips in some of the missions called truth and lies and she said there's going to be three truths and three lies and she would give you a list of things and you've been deciphering these throughout the year and some of them have come true and some of them haven't mm -hmm. then there's a big bad called callus who we've been chasing since vanilla destiny and he has now become a disciple of the witness the big bad right right and they're invading the planet Neptune. Um, and there's some secret mystical something there that everybody wants to get to. Hmm. And now if you watch the cutscene, the l official Lightfall trailer, you see that the witness is in our, our solar system. Cause this game is based in our actual solar system, which is okay. pretty cool. Yeah, like is. one of, one of the boss, one of the raids ships, are in the rings of Saturn. So mm -hmm. when you're landing on his ship, you're landing into the rings of Saturn. Okay, so, which, Neptune, mm -hmm. so Neptune referring to me is actually Neptune and not. Yeah. Yeah, so surprising. I didn't think there was anything in there that you wanted. Like it wasn't all just like gas and like you go too far deep and you just get crushed. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it's like, who um, knows? I, I'm, I, I'm going to the, uh, the mindset that it's kind of how like Wakanda hides their city. Mm. Right. Yeah, you know the cloaking technology. I don't know. That's sure. That's the no. mystical stuff, or yeah. maybe it's the Matrix. And you know, I'm gonna find uh, what was that agent's name, Mister Anderson? Yes, agent. Yeah. We're gonna find Agent Smith yes. throughout all this. So we're going in um, right at, as the last season just ended. So think of like 
wars like satellites that are floating around the planet Earth. They're called war sats and they have like mega nuclear bombs. And mm-hmm. they decided to make an AI to be able to control these nuclear bombs and satellites. Doesn't sound like it's a good I idea and easily do. corrupted, right? Well, there was this one uh character named Anna, and she taught this uh AI compassion and all this, and she essentially saved the human race. But, but in order to save humanity before lightfall, we had to destroy the war sats, which are these giant satellites, and the AI, which oh. could have really helped us protect Earth. And so, right out, of course, like, they're turning the key to turn them on, and we save the day. Um, mm-hmm. And that's basically how the story has left us for Tuesday. Oh my goodness. Um, that's the game. Yes. The game goes, uh, I'm going to call it dead, silent for 24 hours tomorrow at 12 noon. And then the game gets turned back on at noon wow. the next day. Which, between me and you, now I'm not a game dev. Don't, I'm not a game dev. I don't understand how it works. But honestly, I kind of like that model because how many times has Bioware taken the game off for a game update? Oh, we're going to be live in three hours. But then it ends up being a 15 hour. Right. Yeah. Just shut the game down for 24 hours. Like, give them as much time as they need. Let them get all that stuff figured out. Because I look at it as if you tell everybody, hey, the game's going to be shut down for 24 hours, you can work through all the crap. Hopefully, absolutely. Or then, absolutely. and then, hopefully, by the time it launches, it goes well. Yeah, yeah. But again, yeah. Well, I'm not. Uh, somebody, yeah. somebody, somebody in in, in the upper management is like those those hours down offline is just costing us money. That, that's pretty much what it comes down to. It's money. <laughs> and it, no, it's costing your players frustration because they've been waiting impatiently to play whatever the newest greatest thing you've created, and now it's taking forever to get to the game and there's all these crashes and there's all these issues to be worked out. I agree. Bring it down for 24 hours and let test stuff out. Yeah. Yep. The, um, so the game's going to be silent, which is kind of, I personally like it because you guys know that if the game is on, people are going to be grinding all of those last things that they need to get done. And this is kind of like the calm before the storm. Like, hey, there's no game for you to play. Go play something else or go sit on the couch and put your feet up. Go sleep for 24 hours. It's the night night before Thanksgiving. Yeah, go sleep for 24 hours. Then you can stay up for 72 hours straight getting everything done, you know. Yep. Hedaferi says Mew needs sleep badly. (laughs) Um, So then what coming March 10th, which is exactly (laughs) 10 days from Tuesday... Right, 10 days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They released their new raid. And this is something that I've never experienced before because every raid we've ever done, you know, you can go into a hard mode or nightmare raid in SWOTOR, World of Warcraft, and it takes weeks to beat this boss. And at some point, Bungie said, hey, we're going to give them 24 hours to figure this out and if they and if they're the first team that does it we're going to give them raid belts like WWF championship belts. Oh my god, oh, yeah. that's awesome. 
So they start, it's called the great raid race. And so everybody goes live at 12 noon Eastern on March 10th. Who's going in yeah, worldwide. And they go to be, um, they go to beat this raid. And last year we went in, uh, we were later, but just being a part of the excitement, we got through the first encounter and we did it for five hours, I think. And being a part of that is wild because yeah. you know the pressure's on. They put contest mode on where you're 25 light levels under all the enemies. Right. Instantly. So they basically cap you. Right. And you can be one shot very easily. Okay. And you don't know what guns are gonna work like what the meta is going to be to kill these bosses. So you have to work through that. You have to figure out the mechanics. But for me, I like to like chill. You guys know what I'm saying? You get into a new boss fight. Okay. We're going into a hard mode. Isaac's okay. This is the mechanic. Okay. Let's learn that next week. We're going to work on the next part. This is like, Hey, no, we got to go, 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 go. You can't quit. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a different speed, but they also make it so that the um, it's beatable, mm-hmm. I guess. There's only been one raid that hasn't been cleared in 24 hours ever. Um, but this year they're doing something different. They're releasing the raid on a Friday where they mm-hmm. used to do it on Saturdays. But instead of because they're they if there's problems, they don't want their employees having to work all weekend. Sure. Which I respect, but yeah, what I absolutely. think is pretty cool is so instead of 24 hours, they're giving you 48 hours to clear it. Oh, and nice. then you get the special seal and all that stuff. Not but obviously the first team to clear the whole thing gets the, the championship right. yeah, belt. And if right. you yep. Google uh Destiny raid belts, you'll actually see they're like real raid belts. Mm-hmm. But if you beat it in day one. Um, everything about destiny is about the emblem that your name sits on. And there's some really cool emblems. And the only way to get this emblem is to clear this raid during the contest mode. And it's the, some of the things they do for these raids. It's crazy where I fail is the jumping puzzles. I'm terrible at jumping. I thought, yeah. Oh, a new game. They're giving me rocket boots. Nope. So I can, <laughs> so I can go anywhere I want. I'm just as bad as I am in Star Wars. <laughs> I can't I cannot jump for the life of me to get the Datacrons. I cannot jump for the life of me in Destiny. Um, so this Tuesday we're not doing a clan night out of respect to Lightfall. Um, we want everybody to get in, get enjoy it. If you're gonna test yourself, they release release on day one two versions of the campaign. They have their standard issue story where you can go in, enjoy the story. It's still going to be a challenge, but it's going to be a normal, like normal gaming, gaming story, I guess I should say. Or if you feel hardcore, you do the legendary version. And if you complete the legendary version, you're going to have a set of gear. You're going to be at the uh, power cap for gear right at the end of that. You'll have enough gear they're going to reward you that gear. So then you're already ahead of everybody else. And you only have to grind 10 more levels to be max level, which nice. so the, the risk is there to do it on a hard mode to start, but the reward is there at the end. 
Yeah, exactly. It pays off. Yeah. No risk it, no biscuit. So, right. Um, so we're, like I said, next, this coming Tuesday, the 28th, we are not, um, we are not doing clan night. What we're doing is uh, we'll do that and we'll be back the following week for clan night. If you're new, please join us. There's plenty to do. There's so many people that are willing to help get you started, whether you're a beginner, which is called a new light, or you've played and you're coming back. There's always people willing to go. Uh, Veneros in chat is always willing to run the missions on legendary with you. Cause he's a professional at it and he'll gladly help you go through and do that. We have other people um, that, you know, are great at PVP and we'll teach you that. I think Duff's in chat. He's great at PVP. Um, everybody is so willing to help everybody succeed. And um, so come on Tuesdays. Awesome. I can't. And, uh, yeah. V- uh, Venturi says, uh, it's not a power cap gear, only 20 levels ahead, still 30 levels, but yes. Oh, all right. So yeah. you still, but you're, yeah, but you're still ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Through the grind. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. I cannot wait. That sounds like a great time. No, yeah, it sounds epic. Beauty stuff and yeah, that's fabulous. All right. So, so make sure you find Veneros and ask him specifically to help you. Because <laughs> apparently he loves that. Yes, yep. he does. Well, I think that is about our show for tonight. Uh, while the chat room continues to suggest titles, Marcus, thank you for joining us, my friend, and thank you for keeping it fairly safe. For work. <laughs> I Actually, I think I was the one that dropped an F. Uh, yeah. I he so. dropped an S bomb. Yeah. Yes. I th- oh wow! What a surprise! I put it on Nick. <laughs> Pulls it out of me. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can we be completely calm. There's only two times I really lose it. I cannot play Call of Duty. If you're with me in Call of Duty, oh, no, just that know just, that I am. Yeah. A, I'm a different person. Right. I'm right. not Marcus yeah. when I play that game. I turn <laughs> into like Bizarro Marcus. Yeah, but that's that's PVP though. PVP does it PvP. to everybody. Oh my yeah. god, I I I used to throw my friggin' mouse across the room with PVP, and then t- especially trying to do like the Children's Week stuff. Literally, yeah. it was probably. Like, you do this. I'm going to actually kill somebody. So I get you. I get you completely. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, my friend, where can we find you social media wise? And um, in general, where are uh, you? Explanation point WCN. Oh, no, that's my channel. Uh, <gasps> you can just Google working class nerds. Um, the show's everywhere. You can listen to a podcast. A great name. I, occasionally. We do um, a live show, which would be hosted on my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash MarcusB814. The 814 is the month in the year I got married. Oh, and, that's sweet. Uh, so and... uh, that, is, that is the day before my birthday. It's two days before my wife's. Oh, hey, August is very important. <laughs> yes. You have a you lot know, of Leo. We, we, were, uh, we were on our honeymoon in Disney, and she's like, it's going to be really special. We're on our honeymoon and it's my birthday. Yep. <laughs> okay. So oddly enough, um, Ted and I spent the first part of our honeymoon at Disney. So did we. Oh, wow. oh my God. Everybody. <laughs> All right, everyone in this, every, every Disney learned on this channel. Say hi. Okay. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Disney? 
Right. God, I, yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there are a lot of people that don't, but um, I am not one of them, nor have I ever been. Like a little kid. Oh, you put me in there. I don't wear the ears. Small. I'm not oh, the, okay. I don't do I, the ears. I, oh, I, I have up. no problem. I, um, I've been I, programmed by Disney. I worked at Disney, so I, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not hard. I Disney bound as a hobby. So, mm. yep. and we're going in April and I'm making, I'm, I'm working everyone's outfits. Yep. How was, uh, how far is the drive for you guys to Disney? Five Disneyland hours. is um six hours. Um, the way Tet drives, five hours away. I drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was close. All That's right. Great. Awesome. Well, All right. Well, if you have a question or comment about the show, you can email us at podcast.aieguild.org at gmail.com. Yeah, I know it's convoluted, but mail trouble. Okay. What are you going to do? Here we are. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast while Twitter's still around. Mew is at <laughs> the Mew Cow. Marcus, sorry, McCullough is at Cyberwave. I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org, and look for the link on our Discord server in the same location. And for past episodes, you can see them on our YouTube channel. Just look for The AIE Podcast. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. And if we had any segments, we'd play them right about here. So if you have any segments to send in, please let us know. Send it to the above-mentioned web uh, uh, email, and we will be happy to add them at the end. Excellent. All right. And next time for the 400th episode, mm-hmm. holy crud, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking to Gusty Tail in wa- about AIE and WOW. So until then, AIE. This is Marcus. This is Makala. This is Tetsemi. This is Bucow. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>